Hey y'all, it's the Kings. We are here today to talk about... Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Um, so, when you have horses... Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, especially if you don't have grass. Well, really, if you if don't you have, have grass. If you have the amount of animals <laughs> that want grass in the size of the property in which we have, you may or may not need some hay. Right, which yes. is basically dried grass. Literally. Which, yes. Um, that they can live happily on and not feel that they are missing out on any of the nutrients of the fresh grass, which I'm sure there is a Yes, that's a why difference. we supplement with grain. But we supplement with grain, um, which has a lot of those nutrients that they might otherwise not be getting. So, how did we start? Where did we come from? Would you like to... Savannah, Georgia. Would you like to talk the timeline? Um, yeah, so basically, you know, in Athens, there was a hundred and some acres. They had all the grass they could ever want in their entire lives. And hurricane season, sometimes we sneak up there, and honestly, we feel bad bringing them back because they come back and they're all, like, in great shape because they have all the space to run around on. But then they're also wild. It's the hills. It's the hills. It is yeah. 100% the hills. But... So we went from that to where we came back to Savannah, and Kira had um, her job out on the stables that she worked out down here, and there was a little bit of grass, a little less, and it was different down here, thousands of ticks. So then we went mm -hmm. from there to closer um, to town, not even, like, nothing but mud. It's basically where we went to. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of mud, um, a lot of horses, tiny area, you know kind of the way this so they so, used round bills and that was the first time right because when i was at the local um well it's not a local a resort stable where yeah. i was able to bring willow while i worked uh we supplemented with square bills they right. were um, it was such a nice barn they were shipped in they were 35 dollar a square bale bales from colorado some special hay that i had never heard of some special grass um and i wouldn't say that you know the horses were any different than any other barn that I've ever worked at, but it made everybody Who feel knows? feel good. Absolutely. Um, so we supplemented with that when the grass was low in the winter, and then when we came to the in-town barn that had, like he said, lots of horses on a very small area, they used round bales because it was more most cost-effective. Um, so and more labor-intensive. It was definitely more labor-intensive. Round bales, if you don't already know are about 1,000 to 1,200 pounds, about six-ish, five to six feet tall. It depends on the bill. Or wide, however you want to say that. It, no, that's the thing. They're five feet tall if they're flat, and then yeah. in the actual radius of them, mm -hmm. they're five to six. Right. They're huge. They're huge. It's not a... Um, and much as the name um, kind of lets on, you can roll them. Yes, if... If you so feel inclined. So there was not a tractor at this barn. So we learned how to roll them. And it was a joint effort to sometimes three people. We would roll them into place. And then it stayed there. Once you unwrap it. Oh, there's no moving. The layers come off and it's it stays there. It's not like a square bale that you can pick up a few flakes at a time and throw them. It's, it comes off in these giant sheets. And you just... You just grab and grab. So literally, that's what we would do for what? How many horses were there? You think twenty-five? Uh, at least. Yeah, and we would I'd throw say 20, them just to be throw them into the back of a truck or a 
gator or whatever they had over there. And we would literally toss hay. Well, at some point, especially in the rainy seasons, I didn't like our horse's hay just going onto the ground with, especially since it was so muddy and their poop was, like, it definitely wasn't picked every day. And so the cleanliness of all of it, I was struggling with. So I went and we got slow feeder hay bags. Oh, yes. And we would stuff those. And I would beg anyone else who worked, because we worked that barn a lot, to do that and, like, offer to pay. And um, But nobody wanted to do that. It was a lot of extra work. And and butt. Yeah. So it wasn't ideal, but our horses were fine. They didn't suffer. I mean, Willow, no, had, Willow had thrush from the muddy conditions. But, uh, but Willow but has feed, thrush now. Right. From from a nutrition perspective, yeah, they were fine. Um, so then we get here, and I'm like, okay, listen. We don't have a tractor. We don't even have sheds. Like, we threw up two plastic bench sheds. I got on, like, a spring Black Friday. We have to do square bales. There's no other way around it. We had pretty grass in the paddock for about mm, two weeks. Maybe. And then, if you know it. anything about horses, they ate it, they trampled it, they run. They, it's, it's been dirt for ever since. So, we, even if we lacy, we would have to rotate them um, off of it into, like, a different paddock. Well, the way our property's set up, it's long and skinny. So, our water line, like, even if we ran hoses, it would be pushing it to put water back if we had a paddock behind them. So, we just opened everything up, and they have access to... Not grass, because it's gone, but the woods and everything, all those. Foliage. Yes. So, anyhow, we started with square bales. They are more expensive per hay, like, ratio, but they're much much more manageable. (laughs) Ow. Yeah. Look out for that. That's Um, really good for making fun of you. (laughs) Much more manageable, and... You can stack them. It's like a little game of Tetris. It all works out nicely. They're about 40 pounds each. And I don't even, it depends on your baler how many flakes come to a bale. But we were running how many, probably a bale a feed or a bale a day? I think it was bale a day. No, it was for, bale three a hor- feed. for three horses? Yes. 100% okay. it was two a day. Got it. And he built little feed, slow feeders because we, we did the hay nets. And then at some point, it does get old stuff and yeah, hay nuts and finding right? them and, and hanging them so up. So I made and... little uh, rectangle boxes mm-hmm. and with, um, I mean, I made cedar lattice to go on top. And then you drop them and you put little chains on them. And then so that, because if you didn't put the chains on them, Rowdy would just bite it and pick it up and move it. And you have to be super careful. We didn't want to use like a hog panel or something because the way they eat, you can actually, if it can rub down their front incisors. Yeah. If it's, like, a hard something. So, the cedar, you left enough space where they could reach, but, like, they never cribbed on it or anything no, like no, that. No, they never no, no. bid on the cedar unless Rowdy was trying to move it, right. which he did Which a he lot. did, which is when I came up with the, the chain situation. Yeah, so it chained to the top and the bottom. It right. was on it was, carabiners. It was, like, up and down. It would just mm-hmm. ride up and down. I have a blog post on it on the blog if you want to see details of that. Slow feeders? Yes. Huh. I documented it a lot huh. before we had a baby. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I just reread the blog post to remind myself, like, why did we do the switch? Um, because it was a lot easier for those square bales. I mean, even if you weren't home, I was able to load them all myself. I, it was just easier. So what happened was we had a super rainy year, much probably like this year. And our hay farmer ran out of square bales. And he only had round bales left. And he had even gone 
to other, hey, he's so great. Like, I didn't say, you need to find me more. He went up to North Georgia where it hadn't rained so much and found more, bought them, and he didn't even charge us an extra price. No, he didn't. He's wonderful. But, so he finally was like, listen, like, I don't have any more round bales. Like, y'all can either go look somewhere else or we can just do the, I mean, any more square bales or we could just do the round bales. Well, like I just said, he's wonderful and we don't want to not use him. So, we were like, all right, we'll make it work. He brought two the first time. These things weigh 1,000 to 1,200 pounds. You can't drive to where the horses are. They're over a ditch with a little bridge. You couldn't. Well, you couldn't. You kind of can now. But he couldn't, not with his big truck and the hay. That bridge would probably give way with that weight. You'd never driven the trailer over with the horses in it. That would be... That'd be no, but it. I drove the tractor over it with a round bale. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's he one... just doesn't want to. Well, Anywho, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to either. I do it all the time, almost every day. It holds up beautifully, and my bridge is magnificent. Okay, well, we didn't have a tractor then. Or a bridge. Or a bridge. So... We're getting hard of ourselves. They had to live in the backyard, and when we needed them, it would be the two of us, and we would roll it up onto this little tiny utility trailer we got years ago for no reason, but it was like on sale. 300 bucks at a tractor supply. Yeah. And we, the two of us would roll it up the ramp, and I'm, I'm talking like, it's hard. Like it, you, it wants to roll back at you. A thousand pounds wants to come back at you, so you have to put your knee under it and wedge it and push and push, and then you have to. We had, thankfully had the mule, the Kawasaki at that time. By then, so then we would drive it around, and drop it. Okay, well where did we drop it? Right. So first time, we don't have any facilities for this. Like, you'd made the square feeders. Right. And now what? So we were, like, looking. It has to stay covered or it gets rained on and molded. And they can't eat moldy hay. It's bad for them. So we're looking. We have... Well, had, they can't. They won't. Bougie freaking animals. No. They, they, if it drops on the ground, they won't eat it. Yeah. Um, so he had built a running shed for them, finally. They had not had it for a couple of years. And finally, we were able to do it. And we were like, well, I guess I has to go under that. We don't have any of the facilities. Got to be covered. Right. So we put it under that, and we buy some construction netting, the plastic netting. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> like, worst idea we've ever had. <laughs> and I was like, maybe if we, like, wrap it really tight, yeah, they'll no, be Rowdy able to. And just ate it. I think they just pawed it to the ground. Like, yeah. within hours, it was down. They had pulled out layers, and la- that hay bale lasted, like, three days. Yeah. It's a 75 pound, I mean, $75 hay bale. Gone. It was gone for three horses. It was like we basically just set money on fire. So we're like, okay, well, that's not going to work. So I like asked around on social media. I was like, who, what do we do? Like, I don't, how do you handle these things? And you know, you've seen the metal round bale things. I didn't want one of those. First of all, we didn't have, we couldn't pick it up and put it in there or drop the metal on top of it. Right. It would have been more of a bring the metal to the hay bale. I've seen the plastic ones where you throw those on top. Well, that's like expensive. And we're, we were, I mean, I would always say we're trying to be frugal and effective at the same time. Yes, always. So Uh it ended up where someone was like, why don't you just build it like a little hut? So you did. And four, three, how many years later? Four years later, we now have a second one, but the first one's still rocking and rolling. Yes, and we did finally get a tractor, so that makes the whole pushing it 
we don't have to do that anymore because it wasn't a well, real problem well, first, until I got pregnant. And right. then I couldn't help you push it out there. And shout out to, like, friend Sarah and a couple other friends who would come over and help Arthur push this hay bale up this ramp. Because there were, there were some bales that I could totally get by myself. I could get them, put them, put my knee under them, flip them up. It was a pain, but I could do it. And then I'm pretty sure our Mr. Uh, um, hay Farmer there started bringing me the bigger, heavier ones because he thought it was funny. <laughs> Do you really think so? Oh, absolutely. I told him that one time, and he just laughed and got back he in like, his truck. He's like, this one's closer to seven feet, he'd say. Oh, yeah. He, like, yeah, he bought, I brought you the big ones. I'm like, you know I'm doing this by myself, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's clearly you're enjoying this more than I am. Um <laughs> It's more of a challenge, but it was fun. I thought so you were going to, like, break in two. It like all, was always the thing big. that I was going to break in half. But Those things, they come back at you, and it's it's not small. Here it's I not am. small. And you can't stop it. Standing like. strong. Anywho, <laughs> when we decided we were going to um, have Tiny, uh, there was a couple of things we always have, you know, we always have lists before big life events, and that we had the before baby list, and the tractor was one of them. So... Before the tractor even got here, though, we made the round bale huts, and so we I built those. Um, Rowdy helped me. Kari helped me. Got those situated. Put you know, um, Rowdy was roof our, on it. All the our stuff. Missouri fox trotter and Kari's his dog. They did help. There's pictures of them in the hut while I'm building them. Do they help or supervise? They're very good. Kari helps. Well, Rowdy he supervised. He was a good supervisor and inspected. Yes. And pushed over a couple four by fours because he's a butthole, but that's just he rowdy. Was. Um, he was. He anywho, was so we got those situated. Those were awesome, and then we had to back up with the Kawasaki, roll them off the trailer, and then you know if we wanted to move them because at some point you know you can't just leave them sitting there. The if it rains or just the, the even if though there's a hut there, they pull all the hay off, they stomp all over it. Willow pees on everything because she's Willow, and. They, it, it becomes, becomes a, mess. a nasty mess. A mess. So then I would hook it up. I'd put it on two by sixes, two two by sixes, like skis. I'd pick it up with a grub and hoe or just myself, put the two by sixes under it, hook it up to the Kawasaki with some tow ropes and pull it out of that area and try to mm-hmm. get it where in a nice place because it also had to be positioned nicely so I could back the mule up to it, back the trailer up to it, to drop the new round bale. <sighs> There's all the things. Right. So then, thankfully, we got a tractor. When she was almost a year old. Yeah. Almost a year old. And so it was on the before baby list. Didn't quite happen before the baby, but we got it done as soon as possible. So once we got the tractor, you know, you get a spear or a hay spike and... Okay, now you can just move these things wherever you want. That's mm-hmm. just you know, comical. But then I would still um, use the tractor and try to just kind of use the bucket and kind of pick it up and move the little huts. And then one day, I was moving the hut. And I had my um, my friend who comes and helps me work on the weekends. Sometimes. He asked me why I was doing it like that. He got there early. I was out back trying to move a hay hut. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm moving. I'm moving the hay hut. I said, it's nasty. I have to move it. And he he did, he did speaks pretty good English, but there's still times where something we don't fully understand. And he just shakes his head. And he goes and picks up a 4 by 4 And he puts it on the, on the forks that I have hooked on the bucket. And said... Bucket up, raise bucket. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah, we just picked it up. So now we just pick up the hay huts from the bottom or from the from roof? the top from the roof. 
Wow. So you just take the forks and you stick it in the top where the horses eat. Mm -hmm. You run a four by four, you sit them on top of the spikes, you flatten it, and then you lift it straight up in the air. Mm -hmm. And you pick up the hay hut and you go put it where you want it. Well, that's amazing. And he goes, why do you not do this? I said, why do you not tell me before this? <laughs> I mean, what the hell do you mean, why do I want to do this? I didn't know this. I don't know a tractor. I didn't come from tractoring life. <laughs> I don't even know what this means. So that was an incredible now I just pick the things up every time. I mean, Do what the you? Hell? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't yeah. even. So you go seen put it. You you go spike um, hay bale, and you put the forks in the front. You go pick up the so it, hut. So it holds each move other. Move it right. Yeah, you balance, balance yourself. Oh yeah, it's almost like I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. Pick mm -hmm. the thing up. Go set it up on the high ground. Don't tell Mr. Larry. Drop it. Oh, he he loves that. You drop it and you turn around and you go put the hay bale in it. It's beautiful. So moral of the story is. Take your time. Eventually, you get a tractor and everything's easy. <laughs> right. That's more of the story. No, these hay huts were about three hundred fifty bucks. Oh, absolutely. And if they ever, and I've learned over the years that you know, there's a couple things here there that we would change, we would adjust, um, and I have, you know, I would do the doors a little bit differently. I would add supports in different areas, um, you know, just cross braces in the in the on the floor joists as well as the side parts, um, and move them more. I'd move them more in the beginning if I could, and they wouldn't have rotted out. But anyway. Where they did they rot out? In the connections. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but overall, right. they've done a really good job. Fantastic job. They keep everything dry. The horses yeah. love it. And they do pull some out, but it's nowhere Nothing near close. the waist. And the greatest part about it is to get a donkey, and she'll eat all the stuff they pull out. She does do a pretty good job of cleanup because she can't really. She's a miniature donkey, so she can't put her head over. Yeah. She can only pull through the slats. Yeah. So when they like pull a bunch out, she thinks it's like a feast. Heaven. Right. So she eats all that. And mm -hmm. if you get there after you drop it, the first drop the round to the first. Oh, excuse me. The first day or two, they would definitely they're going to get in there and try to fluff it and move it, and they're just, they're just so excited to have new hay. So if you get out there with a pitchfork. Grab some of that stuff, throw it in your bird coop, and it's beautiful bedding for the eggs and everything. So we And then the other that. thing we did, because Pendleton had extreme allergies. So uh, when, yes. when we um, needed to, he, when he was here, we would go buy like a, what kind of net was that? Like a hmm. cargo net or something? That was a... Um, it was cheap. Because if you look for round the, bale hay nets, they're very expensive. Oh, they're crazy expensive. So I'd get the um, the bed net cover, the five foot by seven foot. Like truck bed? Yes, truck bed. Interesting. Nylon cover. From Harbor Freight. From Harbor Freight. It was like $12. And it came with these little hooks that we would hook to the bottom of the slats. And like actually hooking it was a pain, especially when it was so tall. Yep. But then you just adjust the hooks as the hay bale gets eaten down. Yep. They can't pull out a whole bunch. He couldn't put his, Pendleton could not put his entire face in. And Pendleton would just eat a hole. Like so a it's a donut. brand new rail, rail yeah. bale, and he would eat a hole straight to the ground. Like, buddy. No that's wonder not good. you can't breathe. Right. So we don't do that anymore. I guess we could, because Saba, but we don't really have to. No, because now I'll just flip it in there so she can't pull the layers off. Oh, right. This is how you flip it. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you have a very greedy horse that needs a, to eat slowly, which we did, we do. Luckily, Willow in her older age has calmed down. She's not so um, forceful. <laughs> What's, What's that, up, Grace? Maddie? How are you doing? <laughs> Maddie's just... She just, like, <laughs> plowed through the friggin'... I don't know what that was. 
Seriously. We have a lot of animals. Do you ever hear noises on the podcast? Oh. It's like... 97% of the time it's an animal that just popped in and said hello. As much as we try to be quiet, it just isn't possible here. Which, update on Pearl, if you're following the Pearl saga. Who's Pearl? Shut up. (gasps) Pearl has turned into a wonderful little livestock guardian dog so far. Mm. She's an awesome little farm dog. She's an awesome farm dog. Inside the house? Absolute terror. We've raised dogs. Like, lived outside for eight hours, comes inside, pees on the floor. What are you doing? Well, not just that, because that's still, like, maybe she's confused. No. Nope. Absolute terror, like, tries to dig in the furniture. I mean, grabs, like, she's... Maybe she's confused. She slammed our daughter down the other day so she hard did. that her little glasses left an imprint on her, in between her eyebrows. It looks like she has a unibrow. It's a bruise. And because the puppy just whammed her. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, just because you're inside doesn't mean we turn into an absolute hell on wheels beast. She is a... We even have started letting her sleep outside, which was very against the grain of what... I do us. realize livestock guardian dogs are nocturnal, and that's natural for them. But for us, I was worried about the neighbors. I was worried about her getting out. I've We've raised farm-working dogs, but never on a farm. Right. Like, they they moved here way past yeah, their right. puppy dog, years. Right, cattle dog and shepherd. Um, so we, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say we're going into this blind, for sure. No, we're not blind, but we're certainly not experts. No, but she's doing beautifully outside. And so. I'll take all the credit. Will you? No, us. Oh. Yes. Absolutely, and it's so natural. It's so fun to watch her with the birds, because she's just a natural. She even helps us put them up. Oh, every day. And when all the birds are out... And we feel much, even at, what is she, three and a half months old, we even feel comfortable just letting her be with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's um, not jetting. I mean, she chases them for sure. She pesters them because she's a puppy. And oh, you should out. see her with a geese. It's hysterical. Well, they, that's even better because the geese turn on his head. Or it, That's great. And but, she bounces and barks. But she definitely, she has the ones that she picks on just like siblings. I mean, she totally screws with them, but she. Well, you can tell it's not malicious. No, it's not at all. She's just playing. Right, She's and she never playing. get whenever she gets close enough where she could catch them and eat them, she pulls out, and I'm I'm always so shocked by that. Like she pulls away and is like, okay, game's game's done. I almost caught you. Right, right. But she'll lay there in the middle of the yard with her. She looks so stoic, like her head's just up, and she's just laying there, just watching her flock. I'm like, holy smokes! Yeah, that's, it's super cool. We'll right. see how it continues to go. I'm sure we'll have some some downs at some point. Maybe she'll kill a bird or two. Hopefully not, but. We'll see. We'll see. But if you're following the Pearl Saga, you didn't hear her tonight because she's not inside. Ever. Ever. Which is pleasant in the case of Pearl. So, anyhow, (laughs) the hay situations. (laughs) Right, hay. If you have to have a round bale, if there are no, you do not have access to hay, um, square bales. If you don't have grass and you're looking at your horses, you can feed them on hay. Or cows. And grain. Or cows. I mean, any kind of livestock, goats, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have hay, you can have round bales, but you've got to keep them out of it because they will trample it, they'll dive into they'll it, especially goats, it, I mean, it. all of it. I mean, And then it's just a waste of money. It's absolutely. literally just setting so, it on fire. Basically, it's five by six round bales. Um, the, the hut I made, the first hut I made was like five by five, like on the dot, and it was like, okay, lesson learned, make it six by six, give it a little space, everybody can stick their head in there. I use fence pickets for the slats on the bottom. And left the top half about three feet up, completely open. And the little slats allow 
a little cinnamon to stick her little nose in there and get her little scraps. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the horses just stick their head straight in the top. And mm-hmm. then I just did plywood on the top, on the roof, and then ran um, the roll-up shingles because those were cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. took one roll of shingles to make two of them. So. And the way it is with the four sides, they're really good about sharing. They don't fight each other off. Like It fed up to four horses. I mean, it did. Exactly. I mean, it, and then when we got the fifth, it went at that's the time. when we right. That's when we that's made when the second. The other one. Yeah, the second round. Because that was a problem. Right. Um, but now we're only down to two horses and a donkey. So. And then we're slacking. I know. Peanut tonight swore that tomorrow we're getting a white horse. So if somebody offers us a white horse tomorrow, I guess it's like divine no. intervention. No. Because I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, like, no, she's convinced though. I mean, she's we're like, not was, getting another horse that was right a now. Twenty minute conversation. It was very. I was like, "Listen." You're not getting a horse tomorrow. We have enough. We're not getting a horse. We're getting a white horse. I, it was weird. It was weird. I We're going to have a horse tomorrow. Got a feeling. I, you know, December last six, time, December literally, 16th. the last podcast, I said, don't offer us a goat. That week, someone offered us a goat. I kid you not. It was a ram. <laughs> goat jokes. <laughs> kid you not. Um, but it was a ram, and he had giant horns, uh, and, I, and he was intact. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> right. Those are the ones you just have to say no. That's not going to work out. No. But anyway. If, I'm sorry. He cannot come here. He's no. stinky. Oh, gosh. They smell terrible. And they pee all over their beard. It's so nasty. So it's called a goatee. Is it? Yeah. Really? Goat jokes. <laughs> hashtag goat jokes. <laughs> I don't even, do hashtags, are they relevant anymore? I don't think they are. To me, they are. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So... You don't have to have grass to have horses. You can have hay. If you are have access to square bales and are willing to pay a little bit more just for the ease of them, totally get it. Been there, oh, done absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And much easier to store, much easier to stack, a lot easier to handle. Um, and then if you do have access around bales and think that you have a setup that can handle it, there is no doubt it has saved us lots of money monthly. lots of money but it's also i mean you know other than pendleton it's been great for everyone else because say we leave the farm and we want to go somewhere else and we want to go do something it's okay if feed time is a little bit off or right we can we feel better about having somebody else come and feed everybody and watch the farm because they're late or early or whatever they at least have the constant of the access yeah. it's always there they can continue to forage they can continue to riffle around they i mean half the time especially in the summertime they just leave they just go on in the woods and hang out during the hot times. It's four mm-hmm. or five hours a day. They just go sit in the shade and don't even worry about it. But in the wintertime, they sit there and they eat all day long. I mean, all day long. All day and long. And we put them in the sun in the winter and in the shade in the summer. Right. And then I have, we have, we're lucky that we have, you know, tree canopy. So if we, if it's rainy season, I'll pick it up and I'll put it under the tree canopy. It has a roof, but then they're at least completely covered with the well, trees and the that. They the, quit using the running shed when you right, built those they, they because go, their face was under it, so they didn't care right, about their body. Right, so they just go put their head under the hay hut. I mean, right. you can see in there, sometimes they're not even eating. They're just standing there with so their head under the So you ended up taking the, well, Sava, we call her Sava because Tiny calls her Sava. Her name's Savannah. Yeah, but Savannah, so Savannah broke the running shed because she's a giant. She's like a Mack truck. So uh, she just picked it up. She just snapped it. She just picked. She it just up. snapped it. She's like she put was her head under my it. cross supports and freaking tossed it in the air. Yeah, she's gigantic. So that's not even in there now. And I used to feel really bad about that, but now with the hay huts, they stick their heads under. I think they get a little oh. reprieve. They have access to the woods. They get some reprieve there, and they're totally fine. And we haven't had any terrible weather since. No. Then. So. Anyway, moral of the story, if you're 
on the fence about horses because I don't have grass or I don't know what to do. Listen, figure it out. It's not. All right. There's lots of options. You can work yes, through it. You can absolutely. figure that out. Horses, then, cows, goats, whatever. And our personal testament Alpacas. to these $350 hay huts, worth every penny. Yes, apparently you said some of it rotted, which might be because I never painted it. I, I Maybe just, it's pressure tree wood. It rotted because I couldn't move them. Oh, okay. Well, I never painted it. I said I was going to. I never did. I know. It does look terrible. <laughs> I mean, it weathered. <laughs> it's pressure treated wood. It's fine. Sometimes. What rotted is that the fact that in the beginning, the first year and a half that we had them, I couldn't move them every time I dropped a new rounder. So, therefore, they would just get waterlogged or sit there forever. I mean, they just. Mm-hmm. And Sava's a beast. And they just start pushing on it. You can hear it. Oh, you can hear it at night. You can hear Because she's scratching. So, of course, mm -hmm. the screws are not strong enough. So, I'm going back with cross supports and lag bolts. And if you break those, you know, just you're stronger than me. I don't know what to say. They're gigantic. Mm. I mean, they're big. They're huge. So, yeah. We have a lot of functional. We're not one of those farms that has every little cute like everything perfect and instagram worthy it's functional it works it feeds our horses we're happy with it our hands are adorable i didn't paint them they they're they look pretty rough right what, now what color do you want me to paint them i told we were gonna pay my sister to paint them slacker she's 15 she needs some money so anyhow <laughs> i think we covered it if you are looking for a solution for your hay and you Cheap, easy, exactly. quick. It did it in a weekend. Not a problem at all. Very simple. I'll put the blog post in the show notes, and then I'll also put this podcast on the blog post so we Ooh. can, yeah, be fancy. And if you have any questions, please reach out. I mean, I, I can help. Like I said on the podcast or the the blog. Now I'm getting confused. Podcast. On the blog, I don't know how to write like blueprints. He doesn't. We just give like a list of supplies, and if you're handy, you've got it. You figure it out. If you're not, it's a box. You're building a box. You're literally building a box. If you need someone at Home Depot to cut the wood for you. Oh, right. It's that easy. Screw it together. You're done with it. It's a square with a four by four on each corner. Notch it. Makes it stronger. Get some lag bolts. You'll be all right. And then put a box on top. Plywood. Move on. Very simple. Visit the blog. Get your supply list and head out to your hardware store and get building. Your horses will thank you. And then the super fun part is you put the hay hut where you can see them, and then you get to watch them all day eat hay. I love that. It's very fun. All right, well, I think that's all. Do you have anything else to add? No, ma'am. All right. And it was a short one. It wasn't 45 minutes long, no matter what we do. Seriously, when you hit the button, it said 30 minutes and 42 seconds, and I thought we were at 42. No, 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 no. 30 minutes. We're cutting it off. Cut it. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Thank you.